come on, no matter what assignment has come against you, the gates of hell, they shall not prevail against the church of God. And you are the church of God, and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you against you the gates of hell will not prevail instead you're going to bind up those things that are not of god you're going to loosen unto yourself the things that god has said i want you to loose whatever you bind is bound here on earth is bound in heaven whatever you loose you loose here on earth you're loosening it in heaven you're loosening it unto you and you're binding things that should never have ever had access in your life in the mighty name of jesus are we flowing are we all hearing yeah so there are there are spirits that are designed to shut you up and we even saw that modeled here today spirits that are designed to shut you up they don't come from the spirit of the living god it comes from the assignment of the enemy but god today there's going to be a breakthrough in the word let every ear hear let every heart understand let let every spirit be receptive to the word of god today first corinthians chapter 2 and starting in verse 1 christ crucified and I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. What was Paul telling the Corinthians church? He says, listen, when I came to you, and he could have come with excellence of speech. He could have come and he could have wowed them all. For, I mean, he was like, come on, he was trained in the best of the best, right? He could have came and he could have just wowed them all. But instead he says, oh no I'm putting all that aside I'm coming to you with the simple knowledge that Jesus Christ was crucified do you not hear what I'm coming to tell you many call it foolishness but let me tell you what God what people call foolishness God says I decree it's favored over their life I'm calling them up higher because they've taken the road the road less traveled they're taking the road that God says I am gonna speak life to you and you're gonna walk and a different you're gonna walk in a completely different way and I'm hearing the word proportion you're gonna walk in a different proportion in other words, there's a measurement. There's a measurement. You know, we, faith can be measured. Faith can be measured. Life, in life, things can be measured. When you walk in a different proportion, you're walking in an, a different measurement. Say, I'm going to take the fullness of the measurement that God has for me, and I'm not going to leave not one thing behind. Not one thing. Okay, that was the most lamest response. Let's try that again. I'm going to take the fullness of God's measurement I'm leaving nothing behind in the mighty name of Jesus okay that's better let's continue to read here first Corinthians chapter 2 I love that Paul said this he says I determined who's gonna determine in their mind and in their heart to know he says not to know anything except Jesus Christ in other words when you see the wars and the rumors of wars when you see the assignments when you see that children are coming up with all kinds of crazy ideas because they're falling into the path of fear they're listening to lies and they're believing a, a, a lie a deceit you're not going to allow this thing to shake you or to move you you're gonna only keep your eyes on Jesus Christ and him crucified when you speak a word and then the person starts to cry when you speak a word and that person all of a sudden it bears witness and they start to shake and they start to tremble and what did you do you just spoke a word but it's not just any word it is the word that was the spirit of the living God backing it up with the demonstration of the spirit and with power that's what we're all called to walk in all of you from from the youngest to the oldest in this room amen how many of you would say but and I'm gonna I'm pressing into that and I'm believing for more of that yes amen, amen. let me hear amen. amen and look at verse 5 that your faith 
should not be in the wisdom of men. Our faith is not going to be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Where should our faith be? In the power of God. Now, but think about that. Because, you know, you hear sometimes people go, oh, well, you know, you don't want to be all consumed in the gifts. You, wanna, you don't want to be consumed in the gifts. Let me tell you something. The Bible right there, it says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. We should have faith that, that God is going to move. We should have faith that when I open my mouth, God's spirit is going to speak through it. How do I know that? How can I be so sure? Because I live a life yielded to the spirit of the living God. I ask him every single day, moment by moment, speak through me, spirit of the living God. Do you know that every single one of you should be doing the same thing? We should be walking. Walking filled, filled, filled to the overflow constantly. So therefore, when you do speak, you know that it is the spirit of the living God flowing in and through you. Can you start speaking in tongues like that? Or do you have to wait for something, for some great like drama, dramatic, you know, happening for something to well up within you and then you start to shake and you're crying and then you start to speak in tongues? No, right? Isn't it just what? It's a natural flow. It is a natural flow when the wells of life are within you, and they are if you have Jesus. Then there's a stirring on the inside of you that you get to just naturally open your mouth, and he's going to speak it. When you, and just like the gift of tongues. So there is an activation. You know that Paul was talking to the Corinthians church, and of course they were abusing many of the gifts, right? And so that's why I believe it's really important that we learn to walk in all the fullness of the gifts, but learn to walk in the whole counsel of the word of God. And as we walk in the whole counsel of the word of God, your character is going to match your gifting. And when your character matches your gifting, there is no catastrophe that happens. Right? When your character matches your giftings, there is no catastrophe that happens. It is when your character doesn't match your gifting. It is when your character is so low, but your gifting is so high, that catastrophe happens. I hope I'm here. I hope somebody is hearing me today. That's why we, that's why we go so deep and constantly pressing into teaching and preaching of the word of God because we're raising up soldiers in the faith that are not going to back down and that are not going to cause catastrophes. Amen. But we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. He said here, where should our faith be? In the power of God. Say it out loud. My faith is in the power of God. Hallelujah. Look at verse 6. However, it says we speak with, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. And that's what, uh, I believe it was Mary came up, not the wisdom of this age. We don't, we don't look at what's going on in this day and hour and try to speak that wisdom. That's the wisdom of the, of the world, of this age. We speak the wisdom of God. And look at what it says in the word of God about that. So it says, uh, not the wisdom of this age, nor are the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. They're coming to nothing. Don't let it fe cause fear in you. They are coming to nothing. You know, the church in, at large, okay, the general population, they have received a lie, fear, intimidation, threats. Lies, lies, lies. They have received lies. We have got huge churches that are now empty. Where did the people go, I ask you? Where have they gone? Lies have been believed. 
but not on our watch. I want you to say, not on my watch. When I said yes to Jesus, I meant it fully. And if I have to walk alone, I'll walk alone. And some of you need to have that set in your mindset that if I have to walk alone, then so be it. But I will not shrink back from the truth. I'm going to stand in the authority of God's word because the word of God works no matter what the church may believe. So it says here, not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. It's coming to nothing. Look at verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in all, it says in a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. It is the word of God that is going to change you and transform you and cause you to walk higher, cause you to walk holy, cause you to walk with integrity, cause you to not shrink back. Cause you to not believe the lies. Cause you to have strength in the innermost places. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The, this is the, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Hidden wisdom. Hidden, hidden wisdom of God. If it's hidden, why is it hidden? Because God wants you to press in to hear him. He wants you to press in to know him. He wants you to press in to walk with him. It is hidden, but it's not hidden to you. In other words, he doesn't want it to be hidden to you. The secrets of the Lord belong to those who fear him. That is what the scriptures say. That is what the scriptures say. The secrets of the Lord, it belongs to those who fear him. Yeah, I think what's best is if we either just give them a different toy. Yeah, that would be good because, you know, we, what I'm, the word that I want to preach, I want to make sure that every ear hears. And we want to honor the word of God right now. So, if it's hidden, if it's a mystery, if it's hidden, but God says in his word that nothing is hidden to his children. In other words, he wants to reveal the truth. The truth must be revealed. Again, I'm going to go back to that scenario. Why are the, a lot of the big churches empty? Why? Yeah, no authority, abdicating the role, listening to lies, listening to deceit, taking the world's conduct and the world's standards and believing that as if it was true. Come on, where's the discernment? But we need to arise and we need to recognize, listen, God has placed you in a house that is not going to just say, it's okay, you can just hide out in your own place, it's going to be all right. We are not those that are going to be shrinking or left behind. God says, I want you to go forward. You're supposed to lead the pack. You're supposed to be the head and not the tail. I says, I, God says, I want you to lead the pack, not shrink back in the background. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. You, church of God, every one of you, look at verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to say it over your spirit. I speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom of God, which God ordained before the ages for our glory whose glory is it for it is for your glory 
What is she talking about? What she's talking about is wake up, church. Wake up, church. She's telling you right now from the spirit of the living God, there is a glory that is going to be released. God wants you to speak it. He wants you to rise up in strength of character. He wants you to speak when no one else is speaking. He wants you to speak forth the truth, though lies are being prophesied. He wants you to rise up and recognize it may be hidden for some, but it's not hidden for you in the name of Jesus. Gideon only had 300 men. Gideon only had 300. You know what? He started with a bigger army, but God said, you got too many men. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. You have too many men. Get rid of them because I don't want the glory to go into some big mega church. I want you to get rid of all those men. Now with your 300, I want you to go forth. With those 300, I want you to go forth. I want you to sound the trumpets. I want you to blow the shofars. I want you to let that word be declared. Let the shofars in this house be sounded even now. Let the sound come forth even now. Glory. Hallelujah! Let your mouth be a trumpet. Let your mouth be that shofar. Glory to God. Look at verse 9. As it is written. It is written. Say it is written. If it is written, it is established and is not going to be changed. It is written. Say it is written. If it is written, it is established, and it shall not be changed. Say, it is written. It is written on the tablets of my heart. It is written within my heart. It is written. It is written, it has been established, and it will not be changed. Now, let's see what is written. It says, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. In other words, you don't, you don't have it figured out, but you just keep on saying yes. You may not know the fullness of it, but just keep on coming. Just keep on pressing. Just keep on coming. Just keep on crying out. Just keep on believing. Because God says you will be amazed at the glory that's going to come forth out of you. Glory to God. Look, I'm going to jump down to verse 14. Because it says, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Some, if you're going to walk in the natural, which you shouldn't, we're called to walk in the spiritual. We're spirit beings. But you've got to sometimes be very careful that you don't allow your mind to go over into the natural. Oh, the wheels start to spin. Yeah, but how does that really work? And I'm not sure about that. And how about this? And, you know, stop. And I'm not saying to check your brain out at the door, but when your mindset is contradicting what the word of God just said, you need to turn that thing off. You need to shut it down. You need to make sure every thought aligns with the will and the word of God. Every single thought, every single emotion aligns with the will and the word of God. Amen. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit. When we walk in the natural, we cannot receive the things of the spirit. God is wanting to present them to you and to want you to walk in them. But when you walk in the natural, you literally cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. It, there's a barrier. You know what? A lot of the church walks in the natural. And I mean church at large. Walking in the Christians. They haven't learned how to really yield to the Spirit of the living God. There takes a yielding. It takes a consistent yielding. And I, I'm big about talking about this because I know how easy it is for every single person to flip right back over into the natural man. 
But we weren't called to walk into the natural man. We were called to walk in the spirit. So that means we've got to keep our mindset sharp. We've got to fine-tune our lives. We've got to discipline our lives to walk in the word. When I walk in the word and my mind and emotion and will are all in agreement with what the word says, then I'm going to actually walk in the spirit. If God says it, then it's mine, so be it. If God says it, it is mine, so be it. Amen? Let's finish here. Let me finish here. So the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Okay, guys, Paul was talking to the church. He wasn't talking to non-believers. He was talking to the church. Let's read it again. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. In the natural... Even the things of God could be foolish or seem foolish to the church. But say, not on my watch. Because I'm going to walk in the spirit. Now look at the rest of that. It says, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. In other words, there's a lack of discernment. There is a lack of discernment. If there is a lack of discernment, you're going to take the enemy's bait every single time. God says, I have prepared a banqueting table for you, but you're going to take the enemy's bait every single time because you can't see it. And because you can't see it, then therefore you make decisions that are based in the natural instead of the spiritual. But God says, you are not called to walk in the natural. You're called to walk in the spiritual because you're spirit beings. Let every veil be removed right now from your eyes. Uh, let every veil be removed in the mighty name. When you see the truth, when the veil is removed, then you walk differently. You talk differently. There's a fire that's released. There's an authority that's released. Then you know, God, you said it, therefore it's mine. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I'm walking a new, new level. There's a new level. God says, I'm increasing your sphere of influence. There's a new level. There's a new level of authority. There's a new level of increase. There's a new level of the wisdom of God coming forth simply because the veil has been removed in the mighty name of Jesus woman of God that you're holding your baby in the back let me tell you today I mean just today the shift that I see in your life is incredible incredible there's faith that has been deposited on the inside of you and hope the hope of God God says my hope will never disappoint never never so I thank God for what I see in you woman of God I thank God Look at verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things. How many of you guys, I've taught you on judging before. I know that people, the church will say, oh, we're not supposed to judge. Don't judge. Oh, don't judge. So it kind of keeps the church stuck. It keeps the church stuck into the lies of the enemy. I don't know who you got your theology from on do not judge i know the bible says do there's a there there's a scripture that says do not judge it is talking about not being judgmental it is talking about you not thinking you've got it figured out and you're better than everybody else we're talking about not walking in a judgmental spirit that's what that's talking about are you supposed to judge you better believe it. You better believe You have the spirit of the living God, not judging as if you're better, but judging is this truly of God. The, this false teaching that you should not judge has caused the church to actually walk in mixture. 
It has caused the church to walk in mixture, less than all that God has for you. It's like you check your brain out at the door. God says, but wait, my spirit is within you. I put my spirit on the inside of you. I'm the one that teaches you right from wrong. I'm the one that shows you discernment. Why did you listen to the enemy's bait? And now you don't judge when God says, I want you to judge. Not judgmental spirit, but judging if it's of God. We are to judge if something is of God or not. When somebody gives a prophetic release, you are to judge that word. You're to listen. You're to listen. When people give their words today, what was I doing? I was listening. Listening to what? To make sure it lined up with the heart of God. God has said you're ambassadors. If you're an ambassador, then you're going to have to be able to know how to judge, what to judge, when to judge it, and how to do it in the spirit of God. In the spirit of God, not the spirit of man. And so what happens is people listen and they go, oh, well, I'm not going to judge. Compromise. All of a sudden, you've got people in your inner circle. Oh, they're all living together. They're all sleeping together. They're all doing pot together. They're all sitting there smoking their bongs together. And nobody says anything. Why? Well, we're not supposed to judge. Well, I'm not supposed to judge. Well, you go ahead and you go ahead and sleep with, with your, your boyfriend. Live with your boy. We're not supposed to judge. Oh, yeah, you're going to go ahead and make them do a marijuana. They're, they're growing the marijuana in their bedroom, but we're not supposed to judge. Lies. 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 And I don't care if it makes you uncomfortable because it's the truth. The truth is the truth. If you want to grow, then you're going to hear the truth and you're going to allow the church, the truth to change you. God's word is true. His word is true. And his word never changes. It doesn't change. Right? So we have to allow ourselves, our lives to be what changes. Lord, in every area of my life that it is not aligned with what you say is true, then Father God, change this heart. Change me. Lord, change me. So here's the, here's the danger. I'm going to tell you the danger really quick because we're going to end right here. Here's the danger is where people get into self-righteousness because they think, oh, well, I'm the judge. Well, I'm supposed to. You're not the judge. By the way, you're not the judge. God is the judge. Thank you very much. He is still on the throne and he is the righteous judge and he knows how to do his job. He doesn't need your help. But he does say that we are called to judge, judge good from evil. We are to judge what is right from what is wrong. Why? So that you carry the heart of God. And because you carry the heart of God with the love of God, you're going to speak forth truth so that people's lives are changed and they don't go to hell, though they thought they were going to heaven. What did Jesus say? You know, people coming to him and they're, well... You know, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't I do this in your cast out demons? He said, get behind me. I never knew you. We're not going to hear those words. You're not going to hear those words. You're going to walk uprightly with the will, the will of God. And you're going to hear the good words that says, enter into the joy of the Lord. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So the, what we have to guard, of course, you know, releasing this type of a word today, what I want to make sure that I also say. No self-righteous pride should be allowed to well up within your heart. Guard it. If, if you need to guard, if you're already bent that way, then guard that. Don't allow that. Don't allow a self-righteous, better-than-thou judgment to arise in your heart. That's the danger for some people. You know, they're called to judge. We are called to judge right from evil, good from bad. You know, Jesus did it all the time, you know, and he turned over the tables because of it. He said, no, that's wrong. Get rid of that. What was that? He was judging something. 
He was saying, no, this is not acceptable. This is wrong, right? He said, my house is going to be a house of prayer, but you've made it a, a den of thieves. So he says, you, my house is to be called a house of prayer, but you've made it. He's judging them. He's judging. He's, why? Because he's saying, this is wrong. Do this. This is right. Is Jesus self-righteous? Absolutely not. So therefore, can we walk in a true heart of judging what is true and not be self-righteous? Absolutely, when you walk in the heart of God. Amen? And it's really critical that we do do that. Because the Bible, it says it right here. We already read it. Verse 15. He who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For he who has known the mind, it says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. I want you to say it over yourselves right now because whenever, yeah, just say, I have the mind of Christ. I'm going to have everybody stand up right now. So, Father, today, Lord, in your word, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Lord God, we were, we were instructed about walking in the wisdom of God, the mystery of God, to walk in the spirit, not in the natural man. Father God, that you've called us, Lord God, to be people that are going to steward your word and steward your word well. Lord, you've taught us in your word that we are to judge. We're to judge right from wrong, good from evil, not in a judgmental attitude, thinking that we're better than thou, but in instead, but the fear and trembling of God with the adm admonition of the fear of God, because we know, Lord God, that we will be accountable for what we know. We are accountable for what we know. And so, Lord, right now, cause us to be the true church of God that isn't going to shrink back and isn't going to just play this metal mess in the middle. Instead, we're going to rise up and say, Lord, what do you say about this? Lord, what is your heart? What is your will? I want to walk upright before you, Lord God. And, Lord, if I'm called all sorts of names and such, so be it. As long as the righteous judge says you are on track, then I'm good with it. I am good with that. But your mouths will not be silenced. Your mouths will not be shut. In the name of Jesus, there is a release. Your voice will go forth. God has called you to speak and to influence people you don't even know you're influencing. And in the mighty name of Jesus, right now, I decree a holy increase over each and every one of you today. Father, wherever conviction has already happened in hearts, we thank you for conviction because conviction causes us to change. And I thank you, Lord God, but we take authority over condemnation because condemnation is not of God, but conviction is. And so I thank you, Lord God, for change. I thank you for healing. I thank you for eyes to see. I thank you for hearts to understand the fullness and the purity of the word of God. Transform us. And somebody say, yes! Glory, glory, glory.